What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Worlds Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is the Tim Drake to my Stephanie Brown. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? It's Tim Wayne. Sorry, I just had to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you did. I'm doing good, though, man. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Day off. Yeah. Stayed inside all day. You know, my kind of day. Which is probably for the best you stayed inside. (laughs) Like, I had a harrowing trip to the gym with all the ice and rain and nastiness that's out there. Is the weather terrible there, too, or no? No ice, but it has rained pretty much all day. Yeah. So I've just been huddled up at my PC, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hop into some news. You know, we really love talking about this movie for some reason. Sony has delayed Morbius to January 2022. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not, like, like, I don't care about it. I think this is just one of those movies that you're better. They were better off just letting it be streaming. So I think it's... Yeah, I just think it's pretty stupid they're doing it. But what about you, man? You got any main thoughts on it that we didn't mention last time we talked about it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, I don't think it's going to be good. I'll probably still see it. Maybe not in theaters, but it's just one of those where like, eh. I mean, I like vampires and stuff. I've never really read Morbius, but, uh, you know, as I said, probably the last time we talked about it, I don't like Jared Leto that much. Something about his face, I just don't like him, so I don't care. Yeah, I gotcha. And then on the news of, um, let's just go with live-action stuff, Savannah Welch has been cast as Barbara Gordon in Teen Titans Season 3. I have no idea who she is, but they showed a picture of her, and I thought, yeah, I can see it, so... I don't really have any complaints there. Do you know who she is at all? Uh, no. I had to Google what she looked like. Um, you know, she's pretty. She kind of looks like Barbara. Hopefully she can act. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, there is, like, such little news on this other than an announcement. But apparently, there is a Harry Potter series of some sort in development at HBO Max. There's no writer or director attached to it. There's no synopsis or time frame. Just a, hey, we're going to try this out. So very early in development. Hopefully we hear some more on that sooner rather than later. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, as Casey knows. I'm pretty excited no matter what, unless it's related to the not great Fantastic Beast series that's going on right now. Um, I'm kind of hoping for like... You know, something that that has nothing to do with the characters in the in the books. You know, like let let's get some fresh material that we don't really need to follow any continu- continuity for, but is still in that universe. Yeah, I know nothing about Harry Potter. I think I read one and a half books of it, and I think I've seen one of the movies. So yeah, I mean, like, I figured it wouldn't be up your alley. I mean, it's <laughs> like I, I'm glad you're excited, man. <laughs> sure. It'd be funny if it's like, oh, it it just does the, the dang, because uh, I know like one thing where it's like there's a fan theory, because like I know more about the fan theory than what actually happens, and they think like, you know, 
so-and-so of such-and-such house or whatever is the real chosen one and it's like this like really well thought out fan theory and then jk rowling's like you guys are having fun with this theory well guess what it's not real and just kind of crapped all (laughs) over it so it'd be cool if they made something off of that i guess (laughs) right I kind of hope that J.K. Rowling has nothing to do with it. Yeah, the more she talks, the more just awful she seems. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. Like, I appreciate, you know, it's it's kind of like Star Wars and George Lucas. Like, I love what they did originally, but some of the stuff that other people have done with your property is is where it's at now, you know? I'm not going to say better, but, like, better than what you would be doing now <laughs> i mean yeah like jj abrams have him have him do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah my thoughts exactly <laughs> so uh, chip zadarsky he tweeted some stuff about this new series he's working on it's he's working on with pascal ferry and they're bringing a spider-man story called spider-man spider shadow and he just chip described it as a chance to reinvent the what if brand by telling longer stories with the best artists it's set to come out in april and it'll be uh, basically what if spider-man became venom so it sounds really cool. Also sounds kind of like, sounds cool because this is Zdarsky and, you know, Pascal Ferry working on it together. Like if it was, you know, someone else, it'd be probably pretty lame. But that's a heck of a team. So it's like something that I'm interested in. But at this point, Chip can be working on anything and I'll be interested in it. Yeah, I, uh, I tend to agree there. I'll read it just because... Like, where I'm at with Spider-Man is, like, I love Spider-Man, but I'm not going to hop into his series right now because I haven't been reading it for 55 issues. And it's... But if Zdarsky's going to do a miniseries, like, you know, sign me up. Yeah, and with Spider-Man 2 right now, this is just me complaining a little bit. It's like, it seems like there's a new issue every week because when I was talking about trying to read more Marvel, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on Spider-Man. It's not that hard to jump in on, a, like, a Spider-Man series. Like, you know, I could just, I could figure it out as I go. I'm not that slow. But when I was like, it comes out, like, dang near every week i'm not that invested in spider-man to want to read it every week (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's definitely at least twice monthly but i i get what you mean where it does feel like it is weekly sometimes and i don't know i mean the sales are there at least at my shop so i and they they know what sells it's (laughs) spider-man for sure which is why they're also doing all these miniseries, right? Like the last one that Chip did, which was spectacular, went over pretty well. Yeah, that's one of those ones where it's like you tried to get me to read it, like when it first came out, and I should have been smart and listened, but I was like, ah, I don't need to read this. And then I was like, dang, I missed the boat on that one because even if I didn't like it, I would be making tons of money selling it. <laughs> yeah, see, that's there there's a lesson for everybody listening to this listen to jake when jake wants you to spend money you spend it (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right so uh brian bendis is no longer exclusive at dc comics i just saw that earlier today dc fans rejoice I think he's just down to Justice League and, for whatever reason, Checkmate uh, coming back. Isn't he? And that will all be happening post-Future State. Isn't he also doing the uh, Legion of Superheroes? 
Or am I imagining that? You're not imagining that. I don't know what that looks like post future state. Okay, because I thought I I just remember you being mad that he was still on it. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was mad that he was doing the future state. Title. Oh, okay. Um, but who knows? Maybe he's got that one too. But um, apparently, you know, when he made the switch to DC. DC matched the pretty ridiculously high like high grade contract that Marvel was giving him plus gave him like a lot extra and like nice benefits and stuff like that and he will be losing all of that so I don't know if he's going to try to like up his creator own stuff because really I mean he started the Wonder Comics line at DC which is what Young Justice and Wonder Twins and like some of those titles were under and then he also had his dc creator owned stuff which gosh i couldn't even tell you what their names are right now like maybe scarlet and like two others naomi is one uh but those right or is that, does that naomi's a wonder comic oh, okay um but yeah there was three of them and uh, but anyway those have all pretty much died off at this point so um yeah, I, I think that'll kind of be him on his way out to maybe just doing creator-owned stuff because I think with his sort of demotion, uh, he's probably not going to... Like, I know Justice League is high caliber, but I don't know if he'll be getting just whatever high caliber book he wants anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they gave him quite a bit, and then it proved not to be the hit that they wanted, so who knows? I could still see it it being more like a Scott Snyder type of thing where he does want to do these creator-owned books. He might still want to work with Marvel. And so this is just his way of making probably more money by doing more work. Because say what you want about him, I'm not a fan, but it's like he can crank out books better than, not not better as in quality, but better as in you know keeping them up than a lot of these other creators. And at the end of the day, that's what a lot of these you know, publishers want. And he also has his name. So, I mean, I do think he's probably going to be getting, you know, what he wants. Because he hasn't even had, like, his own event book yet through DC. So they're going to give him one of those before he's done for sure. He did, though. The the first round of check or event Leviathan. Oh, yeah. That was, that was barely that was an, an event. event. That was like a baby event, wasn't it? Yeah, they they tried to hype it like it was, and it it pretty much tanked. And I think Checkmate is supposed to be like a, a continuation or something. Oh, I gotcha. Like before they said no, we're not doing that. I think it was called like Checkmate Leviathan or something like oh, that. Okay. So who knows? Anyway, um, I guess we'll see as the feature goes on. I I don't think it'll be near what it was, but. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I hope you're right, honestly. Like, not not hoping he doesn't get work, but I really want him to stay away from characters I love. Like, I hope he does. Just more yeah. creator own stuff that I can avoid, but like his fans find it. You know what I mean? Like, because he seems like a yeah. good enough guy. Like, he says some stupid things, but we all do. But <laughs> like, I don't know. I just don't want him to write characters I really, <laughs> I really like. Yeah, I agree. So the uh, Superman and Lois trailer came out. Did you watch it at all or no? No, I didn't. All right. It doesn't look bad. It looks 
very much like CW trying to be uh, Man of Steel in this trailer. And this is a the Clark Kent trailer or whatever. And yeah, it looks fine. I mean, I'm still not that hyped for the show because it's like I really don't want to see a bunch of stuff with Superman and Lois's kids. Which is weird because I really like Jonathan Kent, but these the angsty CW kids, I'm just not too interested in. So is this the Superman that was in Supergirl? Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because when Crisis happened, they since like Supergirl got canceled on CBS or whatever, she got moved over to CW, and so then they were like, well, we'll just combine all the worlds. So now, but when they combine the worlds. Uh, Lewis, uh, Lois and Superman had kids and so that was ba- you know basically how it went oh. alright um, okay last thing that I have really cool story so a few weeks ago there's this guy named Scott and I'm gonna butcher his last name it's either Dunbeer or Dunbier. He was auctioning off an unpublished Gen 13 script by Alan Moore uh, to help pay for the medical bills of Bob Wyachick. And Bob Wyachick was a mildly legendary inker um, starting in like the 70s, and he worked for a long, long time. So the person that won the auction was Brian K. Vaughn. And uh, that victorious bid was $3,433. And this script was like faxed pages. Like, like there was no way this thing had been leaked before. Um, so Brian K. Vaughn bought it for $3,400. And instead of just keeping it for himself and no one else he came out and said, hey, if anybody donates any amount to Bob Wyachek's GoFundMe page, just forward me your donation receipt, and I'll send you a copy of the script. And I just thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. That is awesome. Brian just seems like a heck of a dude. That this just with the different things I've read and all that stuff about him. Like there's, there's just not much bad I can say about him. Yeah, exactly. And he's also my favorite writer, so that helps. <laughs> right. Um, so if anybody's interested in that, um, you know, look for the Bob Wyachick GoFundMe page and let Brian K. Vaughn know that you helped out. And then the last bit of news I have, this is very big news to me and probably not very many other people, though it is the biggest trailer I think WB has ever had as of right now Godzilla versus Kong the trailer finally dropped and I mean it was worth the wait it looks incredible I agree man and I know yeah I knew you knew you watched it too I did I as I already told you I had very low expectations but I watched that trailer and the whole time I just had goosebumps and was like this looks awesome yeah, I mean it. It's got little things that are like harping, you know, like bring back to the original, and yeah, I'm just like I'm. I'm really, really excited for it. I still think it's probably gonna be a really dumb movie, but the original is dumb. And I still love it, so let's just hope for the best. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I uh, I made the mistake though of watching it with my girlfriend because we were uh, we went to YouTube to look for the latest binging with Babish episode, and I saw the trailer and I was like, oh man, can we please watch this real quick? And she agreed, and I know she regretted it, but. <laughs> you know, it, I'm, I'm sure she got entertainment out of me squealing like, you know, a kid again over it. It looks so much fun, dude. I can't wait. Dude, I, I tagged my girl on it on Instagram. I was like, oh, I'm so excited for this movie. And she liked the comments. I was like, oh, she watched it, you know. And I was talking to her at night about it. And she's like, oh, I didn't watch it. I have no interest in this. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> You didn't have to get my hopes up and like it then. Well, you know, at least she's honest with you. Yeah, true. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that wraps up the news. So we'll take our ad break. And when we come back, we will discuss all the comic books we read this week. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to our ad. Casey, what comic books did you read this week, my friend? So this is wild. I actually got my comics in, so I got to read all of them. And not only did I not only did I get them, I didn't get them today. I got them, you know, like normally I get them the day we're recording, so I'm like speed reading them. I got them on Friday. I got to enjoy them. It was wild. <laughs> it's been so long. But I know. So I got Scumbag number four, Iron Fist, the Heart of a Dra- Heart of the Dragon number one, King in Black number three. Maestro number one, Stillwater number five, Future State, Superman's Worlds Worlds of War number one, Catwoman number one, Nightwing number one, <clears throat> Wonder Woman Immortal number one, and the next Batman number one, uh, number two. Sorry, not number one. What about you, man? I got Future State, the next Batman number two, Future State Catwoman number one, Future State Nightwing number one, Future State Immortal Wonder Woman number one, Future State Superman Worlds of War number one, and Iron Fist Heart of the Dragon number one. Nice. So I'll put Heart of the Dragon towards the bottom of my stack so we can talk about that one together too. (laughs) I think all the ones that I have we read together, so... That's exciting. All right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start talking about Scumbag. This is a series I was really, really excited about when I first got it. And I'll be honest, like, the more it goes along, the less I care about it. Like, the last issue I read, I didn't get to talk about it because I didn't have it in time for the last time we talked about stuff. But it was really not good. And this one, it's, like, better than the last issue, but I'm still just, like, kind of disliking it more and more as it goes along. But it's it was funny at least like it had some funny moments, and if you like Rick Remender, you'd probably still like it. But it's just like this is like a book that's heavy on the politics, and it's also heavy on the politics of like oh my side's right, and if you disagree with that, you're a fascist. Like it, and I don't really like that when I when there's politics in comics. Like if there's politics in comics, I'd much rather have it be like I'm gonna bring Brian K. Vaughn back into it in Saga. Where he's he deals with like gun issues, he deals with abortion, he deals with a bunch of other stuff, and it's like, oh, here's both viewpoints. I'm not gonna tell you which one's right, but these are the viewpoints, and you know, like, and it's just a more subtle way of doing things, and 
Rick Remender doesn't have that subtlety in this, so it just doesn't really work for me. I don't like being preached to. No offense to churches. So, yeah, it kind of falls short. So I'd probably give it a 5 out of 10. And then next up would be uh, King in Black number 3. And this is by Donnie Cates and um, Ryan Stegman. The art in this is really cool. And it's just a fun, like, blockbuster-type story. So, like, where I would have gripes with, like, a normal story, I don't really have it here because it's just, like, fun kind of coolness. Like, the only thing that does do a little bit of bother, you know, is a little bothersome to me, is there's a part when Noel is, like, about to attack Eddie Brock's kid, and then a lightning strikes him, and Thor is there to fight off Noel. And the only problem I have with this, like, this isn't going to be, like, a you know, a vintage Casey just crapping all on, um, um, you know, crapping all on Thor like I normally normally do, but Noel one-shotted Sentry, no problem. And to me, Sentry's, like, on the same level as Thor. Like, the only difference really to me is, like, Sentry kind of has a cap on his power where... You know, where if he overdoes it, he can burn out and lose, whereas Thor wouldn't. And so, you know, like, so, like, having Thor go one-on-one with Noel and actually kind of start winning. Like, there's, like, you need to read through this, Jake, just because, like, there's some cool Thor scenes. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, if it was Hercules, he would have just won. But there's some really, really cool (laughs) Thor scenes in here. And, like, the only reason he really kind of gets, he goes down is because he gets distracted. And, like, that would have been fine if they hadn't just jobbed out Sentry. You know what I mean? So that's a bit annoying. But, yeah, other than that, I really like this. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. I'm glad you're liking it, dude. I don't, the one thing, too, is, like, I don't remember reading number two. Like, I was like, what the heck happened between the others? <laughs> like, I'm almost positive I read it, but I don't know what happened. I don't even know. if I'm not even sure if I did read it. So, but, all right, so, uh, Maestro, War and Pax, number one. I don't really know why they did a whole separate thing for this, but it's just kind of like Hulk deciding that he wants to go to... Uh, Washington DC where he saw like all the survivors there before like machine man's there and this is one thing that's cool about Peter David is he writes machine man and has him fight Hulk and has him actually like hold his own but he, it doesn't do it like in this like kind of way that it feels like it wouldn't work like this actually feels like all the stuff machine man's doing makes sense it all kind of works with the characters it's not like he's duking out he's just being smart and fighting in a smart way and so that was really cool he kind of outsmarts him here and we also see a little bit of dr doom so it was it was pretty solid and i, I like you know machine man a good bit so yeah i'd give that like uh i'd probably give it a seven out of ten it was good here's my question why why is it titled war impacts what does that mean Dude, I have no idea. I think it's just this is just a Marvel thing of being like we have to toss on a thing at the end so we can do a new number one. Oh, okay. That's that's my only <laughs> thought because it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, and then Stillwater number five. So 
this is by Zadarsky and Ramon Perez, and I'm not going to say too much about it. I mean, I've been pretty, like, you know, not talking a whole lot about these books anyway, but... Yeah, you just have a lot of stuff going on in this town. They're going to put stuff together with a vote, and then that kind of backfired, and then something crazy happened on the last issue. and Or not the last issue, last page. And yeah, this book is just wild, and you need to be reading it. That's about all there is to it. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. All right. High scores. Yeah. I mean, the future state ones will bring these down because I am very curmudgeon this week. I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully not on the ones that I suggested you pick up, but who knows? (laughs) All right. So are we ready for those future state titles? Yeah. I'm going to start off by saying um, this is just me like complaining really quick and we're going to get into it more but if you're going to be doing a whole brand of books where it's like oh these all take place in the future and we're doing this stuff all cool and blah 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 get an editor that can actually keep things straight because they have like these books have no connection to each other even though they're all in the end quote future but they're like all completely different and it's stupid and it makes me mad which one do you want to start with buddy a couple, a couple tie together a little bit. They try to, but then like when you look at, it, you're like, oh, what's? I'm just gonna use this, uh, use uh, this one as an example with the next Batman, with you know the the two Batgirls. You're like, oh, what's Beast Boy doing in Ark you know, in their prison? Right, because of the Cybeast thing. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, we're trying to save Barbara, but then over here in Nightwing, Dick Grayson is having a conversation with Barbara. <laughs> like, the, come on. It's not that hard. Your job as an editor, look at what's going on. Make sure that the things don't contradict each other. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what do you want to start with, buddy? Uh, I want to start with next Batman because it was my least favorite, if that's right. cool. That's fine by me. All right. So this is next Batman number two. It's written by John Ridley with art by Laura Braga. Um, you know, I'll say this. I liked it more than the first one, but I still just like don't care about what's happening in this story. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I didn't like the art though as near as much personally. See, and I I I thought it was better, but yeah. See, I thought it was a little too blocky. <laughs> That's just my opinion, though. I mean, other I don't know. You you would think that they would be putting and it, this is nothing against any of the artists because let's be real there i could never do anything close to this but i i would just expect like a larger name on this book that they so obviously want to be a thing at dc yeah but uh anyway the story was a little bit better i mean i don't know what what did you think about the the controversy of these murderers that Batman's tracking down and trying to get revenge. So you texted me and you're like, oh, I don't think John Ridley's that good of a writer for comic books and stuff. And I actually didn't have any problem with this issue. I thought it was perfectly fine. Um, you know, you have these murder, these people brutally kill this guy because he was a child predator. And so that, that adds a lot to it where it's like, oh yeah, they're still wrong. But you know, like he's he's having to deal with the fact that like oh 
these people were wrong, but they did it for kind of good reasons, but they're still in the wrong. I like that. My main problem with this, though, is like, they've been, in every single comic, in Nightwing, in, you know, I haven't read Justice League yet, but in Justice League, you tell, you know, tried to tell me where they made it clear that he wasn't, you know, that he didn't come out and say who he was. He just unmasks himself in a, like a shipping container and it shows who he is like if they've been building up this mystery in the first issue they never you know and then there was like ah we're just have him unmask in this for no reason it's like what what the heck is that about like keep mm-hmm. the mystery going a little bit longer like that that to me was pretty stupid but yeah no i actually like the whole you know regular people not knowing really you know finding someone and all this crap i, I like that a good bit. I thought that was neat. This story was my favorite of all the ones in this, for sure. But, yeah, the art just didn't do it for me too much. Okay. All right, let's move on to Batgirls. Um, I like this story fine. Like, I as soon as Cassandra gets to the prison and is like, Stephanie's being snarky with her the whole time I'm like they're just like putting on a show or something like I knew that this wasn't going to be how it really was and you know by the end we find out that you know because their whole thing is like Stephanie betrayed the Bat family and it turns out she was just in you know deep undercover the whole time and I knew it was going to be something like that just on the way that, that they were interacting but uh, I like the idea. I like the idea of these two, uh, you know, in prison, just trying to figure out what happened to Barbara because somebody took her and they don't know what they're doing with her. Uh, I, I kind of like that mystery, and I want to see these two team up and just, like, kick everyone's butt in this prison and inevitably free Barbara. I think, I think that the next one after this setup should be a lot of fun. And this is by uh, Vita Ayala and Aneka on the art. And, I mean, it would have been a fun story, but it's like, wasn't Stephanie and Robin? Wasn't she, a you know, not undercover in Robin? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I mean, so I, I like, totally get it. So it's just, this is just so stupid and annoying to me. And like, I really didn't like the way she was portrayed in this. I know she was, you know, trying to be a tough girl and all this stuff, but it was just like, I was like, I know they're in prison and stuff, but it was like a little bit too much sexual tension between these two did not fit in (laughs) with the rest of it to me. So that was just, like I said, it just does not, none of this feels like they're connected at all. Because you're like, oh, Barbara Gordon's in the prison. Spoiler alert. But then in Nightwing, she's talking to Nightwing. So, uh, and then Beast Boy's alert. here. I, I don't care. And then Beast <laughs> Boy's here, and he's he doesn't have cyborg implants. And they talk about Jimmy Jimmy Olsen, but Jimmy Olsen is in the Bottle City of Metropolis. So how's she protecting Jimmy in jail when he's in the Bottle City of Metropolis? And you know. And Two-Face is here in the background, too, when he's uh, Arkham Knight or whatever. Like, get out of here. Like, pay attention to your own comics, DC. All right. Well, that was that was a whole heap of snark right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, once, 
once I realized that they weren't following each other, I'm just I'm just trying to read each of these individual stories for what they are. You know, it just it's just stupid to me if you're trying to be like, well, we're doing this stuff that takes place in the future. Then we're not going to connect them, though. Pay eight dollars for it, though. It's like, shut up. Do your job. I mean, each but each (laughs) thing is just each individual title is a potential outcome of the future. They didn't really say that every single title is going to be tied together. They should be, though. It's that's like. It's They're continuity. not all during the same time, though. Oh, get out of here! They're not. That's, like even that's... Wonder Woman says, like this is like way in the way in the future. Like, you know, some of them give like a hundred years into Gotham's future or something like that. That's I mean, should they come stupid. out and say that you know what the timeline is? Absolutely, but each each issue says a possible, you know, possible future outcome. And it's just the stupidest outcome. <laughs> okay. Well, talk about the last one. I can tell you're really going to love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotham City Sirens, Ladies' Night Out, Part 1. This is by Paula Sevenbergen and Rob Haynes on the art. And, like, I had the, I did the mistake of reading Catwoman before this, where it's, like, Catwoman's well-written and she's cool. And then in this, it's, like, the lamest version of Catwoman. So, you know, that wasn't great. And then, like, Poison Ivy's here. And, yeah, I just really had trouble caring at all about this. What do you think? Oh, I thought it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, really, really didn't care. Uh, you know, I think these characters are fine, but like you said, it was just them, like, taking this android girl, uh, you know, out on the town. And, yeah, I don't know. Just wasn't doing it for me. And it's also, too, it's like, so is this the same selena kyle that we see in catwoman because that selena is very competent and very cool and she wouldn't just get spoiler alert shot <laughs> like goodness guys like if they were just like oh no this is kid cat not selena kyle it's the young young protege of selena kyle who's oddly named selena and goes by the t- term kid cat for some stupid reason and i'd be like okay well that makes sense kid cat would get shot because you weren't the smartest if that's your name (laughs) all right grandpa what do you give this issue out of 10 well i mean if it was just the batman story i probably would give it a little bit higher but at the same time it's an eight dollar book you have to be hitting home runs to make me go I'm glad I paid $8 for this. So I'm giving it a three. Yikes. Um, yeah, well, it's a five from me because I really couldn't give a crap about the Batman story and I hated the Siren story. So five out of ten. So did you like the, the Batgirl one that much? Um, I mean, not like that much to... <laughs> I think five's low, you know? I mean, that's, like, that's pretty that's low for me. Passing. That's almost passing. <laughs> almost, but it's not. <laughs> you know, I, it was the best art of the, seri- of the, the issue, and 
I like the premise more than I like the premise of the other two. So that that's why it gets the five. That's that's another thing with this this one especially. Like all three of these art, I'm not hot on. Like I don't like any of them that was in this book. That's just me personally. But I yeah, I was I didn't like any of that. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a grump on that one. Well, let's let's get those panties out of their wad, and I'll let you choose the next one we can talk about. All right, uh, we'll go with Catwoman since that's the next one I have, and this is actually a well-written Catwoman. It's a neat story. It's okay. by um, Ram V, and gotta find where he puts where they put their names at so I can get it right. Uh, Ram V and Otto Schmidt on the art. And I really love the art in this. What did you think of it? Oh yeah, the art's amazing. I I liked Otto Schmidt back when he was doing the Rebirth Green Arrow, so I knew it was gonna look good. Um, yeah. And you know, I skimmed this when I got it in, and I was like, oh man, I gotta make Casey read this because I don't know that he would normally. Um, but I really liked it. It was a cool high story. I like the characters that popped up in it, and I I'm really looking forward to the next one. Same here. I thought it was really great. Um, I like the art. I like the story. Like it's a Catwoman doing a train heist, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna uh, since this is actually quality. I'm not gonna spoil anything else. But you get some newer character, like some you know characters that you don't see, like one character you don't see very often, and there's a big reveal at the end that was really really cool. Yeah, I really love this one. So I probably, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna give it the rating really quick and say. I'd probably give it a 9. Yeah, that's where, where I'm at with it as well. Easy 9 out of 10. Um, if you guys can, definitely check this one out. One of the better of the future states so far. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's do Nightwing next. All right. Um, this one was written by Andrew Constant with art done by Nicholas Scott. Um, so, yeah. Uh, where where were you on this one, dude? I thought the story was fine. I liked the way that Batman's written in it when he showed up. And my main, like, I didn't like the fact that it was, like, it was very much uh, the joke, or Batman who laughs type of thing going, where it's like, it's like, well, he, he knew that our plan was fake. And, you know, like, he knew, like, he knew that we would know, that we would know, that he would know. And then it's right. like, then he, then bat, then like later on, he's like, no, I knew that they would know that I knew that I, they knew <laughs> that I would know that they knew. And it's like, that's, that was dumb, but all in all, it was pretty dang cool. And you get to see him interact with the new Batman and they go out of their way not to reveal who he is, which doesn't make any sense since he revealed who he was, you know, they, they revealed who he was in the last comic so yeah i think he was written better in this too like he was he was more enjoyable to me in this issue than he was his own title i mean i guess like he didn't he doesn't talk much as you know in that right but but there's the mystery you know what i mean like i yeah i don't know he he says what he needs to say when he needs to say it and i i don't know i don't know i just like it better I like the fact that he's teaming up with Dick. Like, the, the his story that he's got, I would like to read more of that, too. Like, you know, searching for the girl and stuff. I thought that was cool. 
So yeah, this is another one of the ones where it's like, I'm gonna, be, I'm not gonna lie, less is more with these future state books because as soon as they try to do like the the mini stories at the end, those are, I've not read a good one yet. Spoiler alert for the rest of my reviews. So <laughs> I just, I wasn't super hot on the art in this one though. That's just, yeah, that's about it. And like, other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I. I think the art's fine. What I don't like is Nightwing's costume. I think it's goofy. Just super it, goofy. It's just, it's, I mean, it makes sense because he's like bulking it up because it's like a lot harder for him to, you know, fight at this time. So, like, I get it, but it doesn't look near as good. Like, but in all fairness, too, when you go from one of the best costumes, probably in comics and you try to like tweak it because you know better and you know how to make it look better you're gonna make it worse because you like yeah by adding a chin strap to it yeah it's like (laughs) it's like no matter who it is like if you try to improve that nightwing costume you're gonna make it make it worse so it's like i you know i like i said i get it like i think i get where it's coming from where it makes how it makes sense but it looks way worse than it did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this one like a, an easy seven out of ten, I think. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it too. I'll agree with you on that and say seven. All right. Um, Immortal Wonder Woman. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So. This one was written by Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad. And the art, at least on the main Wonder Woman story, was done by Jen Bartell. And oh boy, this is one of the prettiest books I've read in a while. Or at least this story. <laughs> I agree, dude. This, this art's incredible. And, like, from the, the pencils all the way to the colors, all of it was done by Jen Bartell. And it's like it's amazing the colors in this are unreal yeah i mean it makes me wish i could see them (laughs) (laughs) makes me wish you could see them too (laughs) but no yeah and i agree 100 percent. like and i don't know there's a like the way they do the do it it's like the it kind of flows like it it's different than like a normal comic at at least that's how it seems to me where like the colors kind of like flow off of her at times and it looks awesome it does and i don't know, and I don't know. but right no i get what you mean i don't know that jen bartell has done many like interiors she's she's usually just a cover artist um so to to see her do this whole thing was really exciting yeah. um you know the story was pretty neat too um if you like dark side and cool fights, this is probably one for you. But for what did sure. you think about it? Yeah, no, I thought it was really cool. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I do wish I knew what was going on because, you know, like a lot has happened. And, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I liked it a lot. And seeing like the first bit with Wonder Woman talking to, you know, Batman was really awesome. And then you see some of the dark side stuff yeah i just really really love this first story same um 
I, I'm gonna. I'll be honest. The the next two, like the two backup stories, I just couldn't. I could barely get through them. I just didn't care. So I don't. I don't really need to talk about each one individually unless you really want to. Um, I just. There was I just didn't. Two care. backup stories in this. Yes. Mine only had the one I thought. Unless it's just both with N Nubia. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I was thinking of. Uh, I was thinking of the next one, which is Superman. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. But this one I didn't care about either. Well, I mean, this one, and this is like, this is both a compliment and like something that just shows about me personally. It's like, it felt very much like a Wonder Woman comic that I would not have read. And it's like, I know that's got, like, I can see where people would be like, oh, I love this because I really love this type of Wonder Woman story. I don't. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's perfectly fine. It's nothing that I would, you know, be like, oh, man, you got to read this. But if there was someone, like, that's just like, no, I love Wonder Woman. This is the type, you know, like, this is the, uh, like, the old thing that, like, I would say, like, you know, mid-2000 Wonder Woman story, the stories that I love, absolutely read this, because I'm sure you'll love it. This character seems cool, but just a lot of stuff that, you know, I wasn't too invested in it, so. Well, what, what would you give it overall? Overall, I'd probably give it an 8, because I got that first part was so incredible. Yeah, I'll I'll say seven overall, but the first part would be like an easy nine. <laughs> yeah. Here's the question though: Will you read the second one just to get the rest of that first story? I might. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting closer and closer to just dropping Batman because like I, I like the main story of Batman, but those like every backup story that I've read so far, I've just been like, this is garbage. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so the final future state one, right, that we have is yep. Superman, Superman Worlds of War. So uh, this was written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, and uh, the art was done by Mikhail Janin. And I, I, I said this to Casey outside of, uh, outside of the podcast earlier this week. I absolutely loved this Superman story like this first one, the main one. I think it's the best story that's come out of Future State yet because I, like, Casey, when the girl goes to that meeting at the memorial and is, like, telling everybody what Superman is to her, it's like, dude, if this if this is what Philip Kennedy Johnson thinks of Superman, his series is going to be awesome. Yeah. No, you're right. And this main story is awesome, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is where I'm going to complain. That main story, I'm, I have where it ends and begins in one hand, and then I have the rest of this in the other hand. And sure. the rest of it, like, I, in my opinion, is just, like, garbage. It's a mm -hmm. garbage book. And, again, $7.99. But the art, also, for the Superman story... First Superman story is incredible, and I will say, I want to know if you have the same thought in your head. When you were reading the kid with the glasses, that's like such a boob. Like, every time like he would talk, I would hear Mandark's voice from Dexter. 
<laughs> that is so funny. I can totally see it though. Yeah, I, like, because he makes me think of like, because the guy that was Mandark's voice was also on um, Polar Express, and he was that really annoying kid in Polar Express, and like that's exactly who this character makes me think of. Oh man, that's just killing me. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited for the next issue, and this is another one of those things where it's like a good thing to, a good thing to complain about when it's a comic where you're like, you're ending it there. I want more, and that's how that's how this issue ends of the main Superman story. You know? Yes. Like, so for anybody that doesn't know, like the we Superman's been gone for a while, and and people are like meeting up in groups and like at his memorial trying to figure out what's he doing is he dead like where is superman then we find out he's been put on war world as a gladiator and it kind of ends there just us like discovering that but like one of the best parts is just superman asks the the alien that's in the same cage as him what his name is Mm-hmm. And then when he learns it, he's just trying to, like, make him feel safe. And he's like, just stay behind me. We're both going to make it home. Yeah. And I just love it so much. Like, this is this is the Superman that I've been missing, dude. Yeah, I mean, I even, like, my, my favorite part was the part when uh, the dude was talking about when, you know, when he met Superman. Superman, like, spent time trying to, you know. Like he he had you know he was talking to the kid like making sure he was okay when uh, he was fighting off Magog, yeah, and all that stuff. That was like perfect Superman writing right there. It was awesome. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more, dude. This this was great stuff, and it really has me hyped for Johnson's action yeah. and Superman title. So let's get to the other things, <sighs> if we must. <laughs> <laughs> So the mis- another Mr. Miracle backup story, because everyone asked for it. <laughs> what did you think of this one? I thought it was crap. I don't care. You know, like yeah. it's not it. It doesn't do anything to try and make me care. Yeah, no, I agree 100 percent. And it's just I was just left going like, oh, OK, like this one was worse than the other one. Like the other one was that a little bit entertaining. This one, I'm like. I don't care about this at all. Like, why are you doing this? And, like, it just doesn't... It doesn't even, like, go with the other one. Yeah. Oh, and then also this is by... Just so that you can get get the people's names. Brandon Eason and Valentine de Landro on the art. There's really nothing else I have to add to it. I didn't think the art was good. I didn't think the story was good. No. And, and that's that. The next one is Midnighter Future State, and this is by Becky Clunan and Michael W. Conrad, and then Kleb Melnikov. I'm better than John Byrne. That's his full name now. <laughs> and I love that he thinks that when you look at this art in this book, and it shows how bad he is. Like that first page. That's some of the worst art I've seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, I I get what you're saying. I don't. I didn't really hate the rest of it. Just like in general, I kind of like the sketchiness. Some of the bad guys look super '90s, yeah, and not in a good I, way. Um, but some I of the just, panels are pretty fine. I'm just gonna say this though: if you're gonna crap talk one of comic books, you know, like pr- 
probably like not best. I'm not gonna say John Burns one of the best artists, but he's most influential though. Yeah, most influential artists of all time. If you're gonna crap talk him and you get a book for Future State, you better bring it. And this is trash for a lot of it. So I don't know what you're talking about. Do you think you're anywhere near John Byrne? Go back to go back to writing or drawing school, sir. <laughs> Hit the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It sucked. These these Man. characters haven't been written well since uh, the New 52's uh, Stormwatch, in my opinion. So, see, I've never see I never read them because it was like I didn't read the Stormwatch books and didn't read the Midnighter, you know, the main Midnighter book, and then like. I guess, you know, when they were Wildstorm, they were supposed to be really awesome, but, like, I think DC's kind of defanged them, you know, made them, like, a little bit more family-friendly, so they're way less cool than what they used to be, and I'm also not that interested, like, I don't know anything about the Apollo, that's the other guy's name, right? Yeah. I don't know much about him, but, like, with Midnighter, he's one of those guys where it's just like, oh, you're, like, Batman with guns, and you... How, like you can always beat people that's not that cool to me but right because that's essentially batman <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh okay and then the last one is feature state black racer this was written by jeremy adams and art by siam ohm ohm sounds good to me um i actually thought the art was incredible in this yeah. it's just the, the... story was kind of meh I mean, it was way better than the previous two. Yeah, like, the story I couldn't really get into and the character I really couldn't get into, but this art is, really is incredible. I hope they do more books in the future on Lake Lab. Yeah, and dude, honestly, I wouldn't mind more of, like, the seedy underground, like, mech racer stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, it's cool. It's uh, just weird that they're calling it the Black Racer type thing, you know? Oh yeah, because it's it's just nothing like the original. But yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, okay. So final verdict, like, I the Superman story at the beginning, ten out of ten, eleven yeah. out of ten, like that good. The rest of it, man, like, I love the first one so much that I can't give it overall less than a seven because I don't want it to seem like you shouldn't pick up this book because you really, really should pick up this book just for this, the one story. So I'll say that. All right. So with me, I'm looking at it as you're getting, you're paying eight, $8 again. I'm going to be harking back to that. You're paying $8 for one good story that you know would normally be like 3.99 and you get the rest of this filler stuff that's trash so it's like if you have an extra eight dollars read it for sure because this first story is so good and go in with low expectations because if you have low expectations you might like this other trash and then that though brings like the eight dollars and the rest of the trash just brings it down so much that i would have to say it's a five okay all right, and then last one's Iron Fist, right? Yep. Okay, so we've got Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon number one. This is written by Larry Hama, and the art is done by David Wachter. 
almost said watch her at the T's and the yeah barely know her. That's what I was about <laughs> but to anyway. say. I was like, but you start talking again. I'm like, dang it. He's in Sorry, a dude. <laughs> okay, so I want to say this. I think that Wachter is like a really, really good artist in this book, but that first page with Iron Fist looks so much like Liefeld, and I can't get past it. <laughs> See, if you ask Liefeld to personally. in the face with the mask, like I see a teenager Ninja turtle, but that's that's all. And I I'm all there for Danny Rand being a teenager Ninja turtle, so I'm not even complaining. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the nose thing. It's yeah. kind of weird, but uh, but anyway, over overall though, I I thought the art was awesome, and actually I thought the story was super cool too. I really yeah. liked this. It's a really neat story basically uh something or someone is going around and killing all of the dragons and uh and iron fist decides that he needs to stop that from happening so Mm -hmm. if that sounds neat to you and you want to see some cool kung fu action against some undead ninjas then uh check out this book it's it's crazy fun yeah i mean you get zombie ninjas fighting iron fists and then luke cage is there there's a taskmaster cameo which it's like i'm not gonna lie taskmaster versus iron fist it should have been a bloodbath for iron fist but you know whatever uh and yeah there's just so much cool stuff do you know who this old guy is it's in this book though i've never seen him before he's like old buddies with iron fist I feel like I have seen him before. I just, I couldn't tell you where. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. His name's like Foo or something, right? Yeah. I pity yeah. him. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to say he he was in, uh, maybe he was in the Kari Andrews one. Oh, that was maybe the Maybe really that's where one, I know right? from. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he was in that, but, uh, but anyway, I thought it was cool. I liked, um, I like seeing some of the other, um, heavenly city champions, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, dog soldier. And then spoiler alert, we see tiger's beautiful daughter, but she's been killed, which was disappointing. Um, Cause I liked her. Yeah. Same here. If they kill so, Cobra though, I'm going to be so mad. I know, and you know that last page shows the cover for number two, and Fat Cobra's on it. So, hopefully, we we see some cool stuff there. But, but I love this man. It it really took me back to some of the like Matt Fraction stuff, just getting some nostalgia there. So I'm a I was a huge fan of it. Um, definitely like an eight out of ten. Yeah, I'd give it an eight. Also, I liked it a lot, and I would highly recommend it. It's just super cool. It's fun reading Iron Fist. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the comics we read this week. Um, you know, if, there, if, if you disagreed with anything that we had to say, or if there was a book that we didn't read that you did and you thought it was really good, let us know so we can check it out. Otherwise, uh, Casey, what are you excited for for uh, this upcoming week? Well, I mean, to quote you, I'm very professional, and I have the email pulled up. So, you know, I'm not filling up time or anything like that um (laughs) i would say i'm really excited for the kaiju score number three i've been loving that series so cool so much fun 
Um, then I will say Nailbiter Returns. I love that a lot. And um, probably Department of Truth number five. Though I've been kind of like cooling down on that series personally. But I'm hoping, hoping to really start liking it again. Okay. Um, I will say... I'll say Feature State Dark Detective number two, because I thought the first one was pretty neat. And then I'm also going to say Werewolf by Night number four, and also Witcher Fading Memories number three. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, Fantastic Four. Yep. So, you know, saddening the world. Larry King passed away this week. I think last week or maybe during the weekend but uh, give me four creators or even comic book characters if you want to do it in universe that you would have liked to have seen him interview sure I'm just going to pick some of my favorites so I'll say Brian K. Vaughn uh, Matt Fraction Chuck Dixon and also Jack Kirby just you know I would love to hear about all of their starts and their careers because I respect them a lot and uh yeah that's my answer what about you dude oh man i'm gonna go the opposite route i think reed richards would have been really cool um superman after revealing his identity that would have been neat to see him kind of you know actually before because then you know larry would bring up clark kent and how they look alike um i'll go with try to think of another oh billionaire bruce wayne have him and then I'll go with another Marvel character. Have him, like, interview Professor X. That'd be neat. Sure. I agree. All right. Oh, so I... Uh, really quick, uh-huh. have him interview Magneto, because then, like, you know, you'd have someone, like, Magneto, since he grew up during the, you know, grew up through the Holocaust, and Larry was a, you know, was obviously Jewish. He would, they could, like talk about that and you know and then they like get this new side of the whole mutant thing he's like oh well it makes more sense why you don't trust the government to handle this mutant stuff properly and all that (laughs) (laughs) right i agree all right so uh, i i liked what we did last week with some of the trivia so i drew another five cards at random and we'll see how much you know about marvel trivia all right and same as before, each card has two questions, so we'll just kind of do a rapid-fire thing here. Right on. True or false, the Serpent Squad was formed by the Viper. True? It is true. Cool, I guessed. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first human alter ego of the Thunder God Thor? Donald Blake. It is Donald Blake. Mark Spector fights crime in the Marvel Universe as what superhero? Batman? No, it's Moon Knight. (laughs) (laughs) True or false, in The Secret War, Nick Fury and a team attempt to overthrow the government of Latveria. True? I don't know. It is true. (laughs) This one's really tough. True or false, Doctor Strange's first name is Steven. <laughs> True. <laughs> Wait, how's <Yes>. it spelled? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What government agent slows his aging process by taking the infinity formula? Oh, uh, Nicholas J. Fury. It is. What Marvel superhero uses the Sanctum Santorum as his base of operations? Doctor Strange. Yes, and I really should have read some of these. These are easy. <laughs> True or false, Captain America's shield is made from adamantium. I mean, true, but it's made of a lot more than just that. Okay, well, this card's looking for false. Okay, because it's like, because I remember it was like adamantium, like vibranium, and a bunch of other crap all together is what I remember hearing. Well, at the time of this trivia game, it's just looking for vibranium. Oh, okay. <laughs> what hero uses his pin and stare power to make villains feel every pain they've afflicted upon others? Ghost Rider. Yes. And finally, what shield member is known for wearing a bowler hat? Dum Dum Duggan. It is. Now, I thought I would ask one for the listeners. And if you guys know, then, you know, shoot us a message on any of the platforms that we'll mention at the end of the episode, and we'll give you a nice little shout-out next episode if you get it right. And if you get it wrong, we will belittle you. No, I'm just kidding. We wouldn't do that. We'll just ignore that you exist. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout much of the 1970s, Captain America shared top billing in his comic series with what other superhero? So next week we will come back to that. If you think you know, then uh, shoot us a message. All right. Well, I think that's it, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed. I'll now do our closing plugs. If you haven't, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash twoworldspodcast. Please give us the little like and follow there. You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC. And also on Instagram at twoworldspod. You can email us at twoworldspodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't, you know, please review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. And if you actually type out a review, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode and we'll read your review. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. We'd love to stay in chat, but we have to go have a will they won't they moment. See you guys. Bye, guys.